0: Well, hello there, and
1: welcome to the Reiki Women Podcast. My name is Carrie Varela with Reiki Healing Society, and today my amazing, spectacular co-hosts are joining me for a really interesting conversation. And before we get into it, let me introduce them. So we've got Bronwyn Logan from Reiki with Bronwyn, and Michaela Daystar from Heartscapes Reiki. And today we thought we wanted to do a shorter video because we know so many of us are time crunched and might have short attention spans in this uh, day of social media and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll get right to it. We're going to answer this question. If there is any good reason why somebody should avoid doing Reiki. Um, And so I love to turn that over to you, Michaela. Do you think somebody, any specific type of person should avoid doing Reiki?
2: So, you know, we want to keep it short and simple, but you know, that's not how (laughs) it So, you know, right away, there's kind of a couple of different ways to look at that, right? Is there anybody who should avoid receiving Reiki, like, you know, receiving a Reiki treatment? And is there anybody who should avoid sharing Reiki, you know, learning Reiki, being a Reiki practitioner, doing Reiki. Um, And I would say the short answer is no, there's nobody who shouldn't receive or perform Reiki. And yes, there's definitely people who should avoid receiving and doing Reiki. Uh, In other words, it depends, it's situational. But, you know, what really comes up um, right away particularly, so if we think about receiving Reiki, is there anybody who should not receive Reiki? Um, You know, oftentimes people who are, you know, the people who are concerned about it might be folks who are pregnant. Um, I hear often a lot of people asking if I'm pregnant, is it okay to receive Reiki? People who are undergoing surgeries or kind of, you know, major medical procedures. Um, and those are ones that for me, the answer is yes, you should receive Reiki in those instances. But what comes up for me about a category of person who perhaps might want to do a, do do a little bit of something first or do the, like that there's a there's a step before uh, one steps into receiving Reiki might be somebody who is looking for a quick fix to, some problem or injury they're looking for somebody to wave a magic wand and just fix their problem and they've heard that reiki can do that and for me you know i occasionally will have clients who um, kind of come in with that mindset that reiki is about a quick fix to something and for me that is really quite the opposite of what it is for me reiki is about slowing down and being with what is, and being open to whatever outcome our, our own system is willing and able and ready to receive, and that that probably, or at least possibly, will not necessarily look the way that one wants it to. Um, and therefore, uh, if you're looking for a quick fix, a quick solution to a specific problem, you want a Reiki practitioner to come in and just fix it in a targeted way, Um, then this might not be the moment for you to step into Reiki. And then I think perhaps related to that, I want to just kind of highlight a very specific instance of that, is if somebody is dealing with something really deeply entrenched, like trauma, for example, and they have not sought other forms of support, for that trauma so for example they are aware that they're carrying some form of childhood trauma or deep emotional injury and they want to address that which is amazing yes please address that in your life so that you can feel more fully yourself and for whatever reason they have avoided um, you know things like therapy things like support groups the the things that are governed by people who really are experts in that field of healing trauma and they say instead of doing that i'm going to go to a reiki practitioner and see if they can heal my trauma i'm this i'm like there's a very specific example from my practice that i'm thinking of here Um, and a reiki practitioner is not a trauma therapist unless of course you are also trained as a trauma therapist there are those people who hold both roles Um, And so that would be another that would be a specific example of somebody who has a a step first, right, that there's something that needs to be done first in order to put them in a good, safe, structured uh, position to then step into energy work, step into body work in a way that's going to be really supportive of their healing, rather than, um, you know, not be a structured enough container for them. So that's what comes up for me uh, with that question okay well you know i think uh
0: if you're wearing red you probably shouldn't do it or if you eat garlic or um uh i can't think of any more of those stupid things oh sorry sorry did i say stupid no anyway no i look yes uh i agree basically it's for everybody but it does depend upon what what your understanding of reiki is yeah because for me reiki the word Reiki um, is really, you know, I am Reiki and everything is Reiki. So it's a little bit hard to, in that sense, to differentiate this idea of, you know, whether we should avoid something. Well, I guess I could avoid myself and uh, we all do do that at times, don't we? So, uh, but no, seriously, uh yeah, we are. Everything is Reiki. It's really the system of Reiki is about bringing our awareness to who we are, aw- awareness to the fact that we are Reiki. That everything is um, is this natural flow, and and generally what we're doing is getting in the way of that. So, yes, for anyone, um, of course, um, you know, I like what you said, Michaela, about people with trauma. You know, I've I've worked with different clients who. Um, you know, I, I had a, a client once who was a schizophrenic and was in the middle of that, was unmedicated and, you know, really it wasn't the, that that's not necessarily the right time for something like that. Um, what that person really needs at that time is really specialised help and uh so i guess you know we can see it in those terms um the other thing so so that that's some sort of something a little separate if you like uh the other thing is that when we work with the system of reiki and uh whether we're working on ourselves or we have treatments and we're in a you know we're in a state where we're in well unlike the person i was just talking about so we're you know in a regular sort of phase of our life and We put ourselves in as much as we want to at some level. I always feel that, you know, so there is a level of us. We go, well, I can this may not be conscious, but in your head, you're going, well, I can deal with so much at the moment. So that's how much you allow to start yourself working with if you like and um, so once again you know that's a very safe thing we are actually regulating what is going on we're not at the whim of a practitioner or a teacher it's totally up to us as to how much we start to work on ourselves how much we bring up and and become conscious of things the only other person that I would say that you know it sort of links into what you were just saying Michaela it made me think about this is that when we come into a treatment or a course uh or even working on ourselves with expectations yeah then we are going to be disappointed and we're not going to be able to be open to whatever healing or balance that the system of reiki can bring us so um the more that we can release expectations you know like we might have had an amazing um meditation with Josh and Kokyho and it was just like the whole world, you know, opened up and we felt all these things. Well, that's gonna be a hard one to beat every time, right? And and that can be really disappointing. And we can be like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know, it doesn't work for me anymore or whatever. That's all about expectations. And if we can just release that and actually be here in the moment of whatever is going on and um you know be the reiki precepts basically so don't you know just be grateful for whatever is happening right at this moment releasing the worry and the anger then yes um you know that is the perfect open space uh and feeling love for ourselves and others that's the perfect space to be in to be with the system of reiki
1: yeah What you brought up, Bronwyn, I think are two important points that I would note is that if there's anyone I think who might choose, uh, it would be important perhaps for them to evaluate whether or not Reiki is the right medicine for them is if you have a serious mental health issue. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that if you have a serious mental health issue, just this whole notion of receiving energy Um, I think from a traditional frame is totally fine. I think it can be problematic with a Western frame of looking at Reiki where you're potentially feeling like you're receiving external energy or connecting to, uh, deities, guides, angels, um, that spiritual realm, it can be mentally unstabilizing for somebody if they're already in a mentally unstabilized state or have kind of dissociative problems, um, um, so I would always work really carefully with somebody who has not because they're dangerous or there's any stigma with that. It's just I don't know if Reiki would support you. I think if you um, struggle with mental health and you can lay down peacefully on um, a massage table, fully clothed, with somebody touching your head and not that that not taking you into an unhealthy mental place then by all means, I think Reiki can support you and support the mind to relax, the mind to release anxiety. Um, But for somebody who has a very serious mental health issue, that that might not be possible for them. And um, this is just something to consider. Um, Also, as you mentioned, uh, Bronwyn, it's like if you have a really um, strict expectation of what you're trying to achieve from Reiki, that that might be not necessarily a reason to avoid it, but it might be a reason why somebody wouldn't return to Reiki because they had a very strict expectation of what they wanted um, to achieve with the energy work and that they weren't open, you know, open to um, maybe a transcendent solution um, to, to move through them. Uh, so I've definitely seen that a lot with an elder generation who wants to come in and they're like, I want to avoid a surgery. Um, and so I want you to just give me Reiki on my knee the whole time with this expectation that Reiki's gonna heal that knee um, and undo, you know <laughs> 70 years of living and walking in this life. Um, that's really rigid expectation. And um, I've also had clients who have, um, but you know, in the fact is if, if the if the expectation was I want healing for my knee, Um, I think that that's okay, of course. And I'm I'm always happy to focus um, and uh, do a session on more physical healing or orientation around physical healing. Um, But but if somebody is really rigid around, I just want to avoid a surgery and, and they're not really open to maybe letting the energy work help them release fear or anxiety or whatever might be holding them back from feeling like that would be an option for them or they're being closed off to that option. Um, I think that that's unfortunate, you know, and so I would hope that um, if I am working with a client like that, that the Reiki is also helping them open themselves to, you know, age and healthy aging and, and how they want that to look and how they want to feel as they age. And if they have this pain in their knee and it's keeping them from enjoying their quality of life and they're super stubborn and not going to a Western doctor, like I hope that the Reiki would kind of help them open up to that. Yeah. And evaluate whatever they need to do to um, support their health and healing. Um, but I also have had situations where clients really want to avoid a specific um, medical surgery, other than that. Like, so I've had clients who've had a lot of womb issues and want to avoid hysterectomies, things like that. And um, that always gets a little bit touchy for me because a, I'm not there to provide medical advice. So you know, if if a, a qualified medical doctor is telling them they need this kind of surgery for whatever reason, I, I it's just not my wheelhouse to tell them what to do, do medically. Um, but if they want to avoid that surgery or avoid that complicated medical procedure, I'm always happy to work with them energetically to do Reiki, but, um, again, like I, am not going to promise a a radical healing miraculous healing for them. And, um, you know, and I have seen clients actually who really felt very strongly that like uh, a medical procedure wasn't right for them. And, and because of that, they were really diligent and they, uh, worked through it and found some alternative healing that really worked for them. And I was really proud of my clients who've, um, who you know struck true to their own intuition, their own body's knowing, and um, and did that, and I, so I think Reiki can support that. So there's kind of like that give and take, um, um, and I, it's really not my place. So I, I feel like as a Reiki practitioner, I'm just there to provide that the healing and and um, letting whatever arises for them arise. Mm-hmm.
0: I think in that, that's right, and I think uh, those words, alternative and complementary, are really helpful words in that situation. So you know, we're not an alternate uh, practice, but we're definitely a complementary practice. Yeah,
2: yeah. I this is I I love the direction that you took this, Carrie. Right, and it really brings up like the difference between um kind of going into something blind and with with rigid expectations versus going into something with informed choices and so if we look at you know you know and and your point Bronwyn that this is about complementary treatments across the spectrum of what's available to us educating ourselves about what's available, what our specific conditions are, and, and what, you know, is needed from the perspective of different traditions, and then making an informed decision. And so, for example, if we take, you know, the example of a cancer patient who is, you know, terrified of the you know, really intense invasive treatments that are often involved with cancer treatment from a, a Western medical perspective. And they want to do something different. And they have done their research and they have talked with their doctors and they are addressing, you know, the, the nutrition side of things. And, um, you know, they've worked with their, their feelings and their fear around the treatments. And they've decided that they're going to take their chances or they're going to, to risk you know, avoiding the the invasive procedures that might have a higher reliability of curing the cancer, but might also have a lot of negative impacts. And they're going to take a different path, and Reiki is going to be part of that path. Or perhaps they are going to take the invasive treatments, and Reiki is a part of that path. This yeah. is an informed choice, right? And I had a colleague. Um, who who did exactly that she was a holy fire reiki practitioner very passionate about that form and you know had done rounds of chemotherapy and at a certain point is like I'm not doing that I'm following nutrition I'm you know doing very targeted reiki I'm doing these other things um you know I'm using you know cannabis in particular ways I'm using this I'm using that and you know ultimately she um she passed from her cancer but her quality of life in the time you know two years or so that this was active for her um, was significantly higher than it would have been had she been going through these you know really debilitating treatments and so for her yeah going with reiki was absolutely part of an informed set of choices that were not rigid in their expectation um, absolutely appropriate. Um, I'm thinking of another uh, student of mine who had an infection in her tooth and we did a group uh, distance session with her and she you know experienced essentially a miraculous healing around this really acute infection that was happening. And you know, we always can be open to that possibility of a miraculous healing. like the infection like drained out of her head like while we're in this session and, the next day she went to the dentist and had the tooth extracted right because like that was a medical issue that was going to recur right so she she took the relief and like accepted the miracle of this really dramatic relief of this pain and this infection in that moment and then followed it up with dental support right and so you know again for me that was wide open expectations informed decision making And, you know, really beautiful example of complementary medicine working together.
1: So, well, I think that was a good short little discussion there on if there's any reason why anyone should avoid doing Reiki. We didn't really get into the whole part about giving Reiki. So maybe we'll do that on another episode down the road. And um, we'd love to hear from you, those of you who are listening on this little shorter Reiki Women podcast. Have you ever encountered somebody that you felt like should not be doing Reiki, should not be receiving Reiki? Um, outside of what we talked about or maybe you had a, a similar experience, we'd love to hear your experiences so feel free to share them with us feel free to share this episode on to somebody else who could use uh, this information and uh, we appreciate you all so very much and we'll see you again for a future episode down the road see you Bye. Bye, Bye. Bye.